My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Virtus Podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. Restart, whatever you got to do. <laughs> Pfizer, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, mate. It's good Happy to have you on, finally. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. It has been a long time coming. First question for you, what gets you out of bed in the morning? I knew this was coming and I tried really hard not to formulate it <laughs> to do it. Um, I just, I love doing things. I love life. I like getting up, whether it's... Most of the time I get up in the morning and the first thing I'm doing is unstacking the dishwasher and getting shit ready for Rach and the kids. But um, yeah, do that and then usually nick off to the gym and do something for me. And I don't know, I just like, what are you going to do? Lie in bed for the rest of your life. Like, you're, so, de- you're dead so a long time. You're makes so. the most of each day oh. and yourself. Yeah, I try to. Have you always been like that? I've always been really interested in being the best version of myself. Um, I love learning. I just like learning new things. I just always have yep. been fascinated, been really curious. Shit's parents up the wall when you're a kid <laughs> and shit's your missus up the wall when you're married. But yep. it's um, it's just something that inside me that I, I don't know, I get called a weirdo and that by a fair <laughs> few people in my life. And But I just like trying new things and trying to find little edges in what I can do for myself in all aspects of my life. Where do you think that curiosity comes from? Before kids, I would have told you that it was the way I was raised, but I got four kids now and each (laughs) one of them is built different. They they come out and they're very different. I reckon there was already an innate curiosity there. Yeah. Um, But I definitely think the environment I had at home... um, Dad's got that sort of strategic outlook on things, so likes yep. to break things Lots down. And, yeah, so I think a bit of that fostered into me. Um, and yeah, having brothers that are a little bit inclined to be curious and push the boundaries, and um, a cousin that spent a lot of time with us did the same. Yeah, it was um, yeah, it was a pretty interesting childhood. We were what, called what was the, it um, like growing up in the Barry household? Um, <laughs> hectic. <laughs> we we were called the Breaker Brothers. Good. Um, we weren't allowed to go out to dinner. Um, <laughs> we weren't allowed to go many places, to be honest, because we just go feral's not the right way to put it. Cause we're just curious. We yeah. weren't. We were polite. We were really nice mannered, but we just liked to see how things work. And um, you know, kids get excited. We're very excitable. Yeah. Um, your typical ADD sort of kids, and very loud. There's there's a lot of people around in the Barry households. Change, yeah. <laughs> how how are you at school? Um, I was a pretty good student. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, um, primary school, I was very very good. Um, I sort of hadn't grown that self confidence to push any boundaries yet. Um, so I listened pretty well, and as I said, I had a thirst for knowledge, so I was always pretty keen to learn. Yeah. Um got all pretty good grades and stuff in primary school and in high school um i was really good with subject matter i was just no good with homework <laughs> yeah. i'd rather kick footy or yeah play outside than do any homework so um always did pretty well with the tests just didn't do well with doing getting an overall stuff. yeah doing any assessments or anything like so that you switched on enough to do what you need to do in class you just didn't have any interest doing the extra stuff yep <laughs> sounds familiar <laughs> yeah cool what did what did you want to be when you grew up when you were a kid i want to play afl footy yeah. but i think a lot of us think that when we're younger we um like footy was you know you you'd understand you're naturally pretty good at most of those sports when you're young you spend yeah. a lot of time doing it and yeah i was always one of the better footballers in the team one of the best at school that sort of thing so you always just expect yeah and you've got enough people telling you, oh, you're a gun. So yeah. you just think that's logically what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, I didn't really have a plan B. Um, 
I was actually really into computers and games and stuff um, during high school and I thought I wanted to be a computer programmer. Yeah, cool. And I was actually really good at it. But um, by the time I hit 18, I got into the uni course that I wanted to do and looked like that's where I was headed and then just had that epiphany of, why the hell would I want to sit inside on a computer all day? (laughs) And (laughs) went balls up. So it was... Yeah, AFL footballer, then computer programmer, and then um, third on the list was fiery. I wanted yeah. to be a fiery like me, old man. That's cool. But um, yeah, uh, I went through the process. Uh, had some issues. I'd gotten too many demerit points on my license. Oh, really? So that got canned. And um, <laughs> when I had the opportunity to go through it all again, I sort of swung on that. Um, and yeah, I'd, kudos to all the firefighters out there. Like. I think oh, I think it's brilliant. But knowing what I know now, I could never do that job. Like, oh man, as PTSD and um, like the stuff they've got to see, the shift work, just the chemicals they got to be around. It's such a dangerous job, yeah. and not interested. That that'd be worse than sitting at a computer all day yeah. for what I want to do with oh, myself. So many hazards involved in that job, both physically and psychologically it's, yeah. it's mind-blowing like hats off to them especially at the moment oh bloody eyes yeah. like you see the stuff you read any of the articles about what polly's are saying about them and it's just like mate if you only knew like it's so, it's yeah. so hard like and i wouldn't i if i didn't know like if i didn't know my dad going yeah. through everything i don't think i would have been as knowledgeable about it all yeah. um but if i wasn't is knowledgeable about all the stuff that I sort of think about in a day-to-day basis about yeah. being the best of who I am, yeah. and that requires sleep. So shift work fucks you. That yeah. requires not breathing in the shit that they're breathing in all the time, and yeah. then the stuff they got to see, like mentally. Imagine doing that sort of oh, stuff, like, horrible. and not being able to talk. You can't talk to your family about that because normal people don't understand. No. So no. as a special kind of person. That- goes through that stuff yeah like all of our emergency personnel yeah yeah like my brother's become a cop and <laughs> i think he's mental for doing that too like we need him we bloody yeah, need 100%. him but they um yeah all those emergency sort yeah. of personnel they they definitely don't get paid enough for what they do tell me a bit about your afl career as you're rolling through the end of school and then those those years when it was kind of really high on your to-do list yep oh i um i was one of those guys that got invited to sing raise every year made the final um group and then got cut in the final cut um year after year it happened (laughs) um and i definitely think that was i didn't make enough impact on games um i definitely am better suited to a team that knows and understands how i play and who i am so that definitely didn't help um and i didn't hit the numbers that they would have wanted running wise for my height so um knowing what i know now there's things i could have probably done differently but i just i wasn't good enough at the time to yeah that's exactly right you don't know what you don't know you can't implement stuff that you don't know about so i was um yeah i so i missed out on stingrays did interleague and whatnot through 18s um played all my life at yc from under nines to 15s and went to seaford for a year played with some guys from school because we didn't have an under 16s team at yc yep but then for 18s went across to Karingal, trained at yc and Karingal and seaford and Karingal butted me up the right way um i liked wayne spence was a senior coach down there and really yeah. liked um what he was sort of going about so ended up down there played a few senior games and then um had an opportunity to go down to frankston and thought maybe this is my way in go play vfl yeah um almost got cut from there too <laughs> only just scraped on um yeah played what, six years under brett lovett there and yeah had probably had some opportunities but again probably didn't make quite the impact that I should have if I wanted to get drafted. Yep. Yeah. You sort of play to your level and knowing now what I know, you've got to do more than 
more than what I did. So. It's frustrating when you start realizing those things, you know, a while after you've been in those positions. Yeah, but. yeah, and like I see it now with younger guys when you try and talk to them, and we're all the same. You get very defensive mm-hmm. when someone tries to give you feedback. It doesn't matter how they sort of say it. Yeah. And I look at um, the things Brett Lovett used to teach us and tell us, and at the time I'm like. Oh, he just doesn't understand. Yeah. But really? then down the track, you reflect on it and you go, oh, fuck, if I had have taken that lesson 12 months earlier or like you learn it eventually, mm. but it's if you had that right mindset, you could have learned a lot quicker yeah. and been better for it. Um, and yeah, as I said, like you see that with the young guys now and <laughs> you just know at some point it's going to click because yeah. like you said before, you don't know what you don't know and... If you could just go back and slap yourself around and go, hey, what about you do this? Young people are listening. Just listen to your coaches. <laughs> They're mostly right. Mostly. Mostly. Yeah. And then, um, and then back to YC. Then back to YC. Um, Bunch of flags, team of the decade, all the good stuff. Pretty funny. The When I made the decision to come back, um, the last year I was at Frank's and I played under Shannon Grant. Now, brilliant footy brain. Um stolen a lot of his sort of drills and manipulated them to fit what I like and he was really knowledgeable about the game I just feel he didn't know the playing group that well and yep. he'd come from an AFL system where it's full time they have the players there for all those hours he um, he tried to introduce the leading teams principle down at Frankston and yep. he was keeping guys till 9.30, 10 o'clock at night and when guys live all the way out in Druin and that yeah, sort of thing tough. it doesn't really work well so the, the actual culture down there started to fall apart yep. so I didn't enjoy that last year for um, the five or six years under Brett Lovett loved it like, I was really really loving playing that level of footy and didn't mind the commitment and that and then when I didn't enjoy it in the last year I decided alright well I need a break from that go back to local yep. go down play under the Uncle Bugsy down at YC <laughs> yeah. and G1 had a <laughs> G1 had a good decision. <laughs> it was a great decision. Yeah. So people often ask, oh, so won a few grand finals, have you? Yeah, seven flags. It's yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad at all. Yeah, it's huge. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy to think, like, because I remember my first year, my first year under Bugs was, I was 17, so it was to 11 years ago, 2008, 2009. Wow. When were you, 2010? I came back 2010, yeah. 2010, so I think I, was, I started playing seniors a year before you got there. Yep, and then sounds about right. The year after I was back in Singrays and stuff like that, so I was only back and forward, but I could just like that year, I remember BT pulled us aside one one game and just like, what are we doing? Like, why aren't we winning? And just like, so that's, I'm sick of, sick of fucking losing, and then we didn't lose much for the next 10 years. <laughs> We need to have another one of those. <laughs> <chats>, I think. <laughs> need to get BT down and yeah, just t- tell us all, hey, we yeah, don't lose. It's just it's, it was an incredible run. Yeah, oh, it's just crazy. And try and break down what created that success. But so many things have to go right. Mm. Like any one of those years, we could have been pipped at the final post, yeah. or um, any one of those years, guys could have chosen not to put in the work at November, yeah. December time, and we were just so lucky like there was so many people that did the right things to get that through yeah though like it's that's the thing with any team success is it's it's so many things it's not like oh just this player or just this training situation or whatever it's a bunch of different things that need to go right yeah and you'd clone ash if you could and have a young Eamsy running around every time but (laughs) but yeah that like you look back and you compare I sometimes do I look at all the different teams they had in the seven flags it's like what, yep. what team's going to beat who And yeah. but then there's seven different versions of me too like what it's year true. was I better yeah and th- so it's, it, yeah bloody oath <laughs> just like a wine mate getting better with age <laughs> I, I think a big part and a big part of that because like I was obviously been lucky enough to play alongside you so um big part of you getting better is just your hunger for learning and finding different things to tweak that performance just slightly where do you get all your crazy shit from um, <laughs> um i love podcasts yeah um that's why i'm stoked when you wanted to get me on here but i just i love them um just because 
it's a chance for you to get to hear the knowledge from the people that are doing the work. Yeah. Um, I back back when I was first at Frankston, I used to go to the library and hire books out. That's cool. Um, Doesn't have that's that's not common. No, but like I'd hire. There's one book that sticks in my memory. I can't remember the author, but it was um, Functional Movement for Sports. And it's stuff that people were only just starting to do. And it was like really good like insight and that. But as I've sort of gotten older and grown up in the generation we have now, like with the internet and that, yeah. you're getting information nice. that isn't in books yet because books are being written and produced and by the time they come out, Mm. That information's three or four years old. You could have got access to it if you knew the researchers or you knew the people that were so doing that work. To the right and that's what I love about, yeah, listening to the podcast. And I love it because you hear these random things or crazy ideas, yeah. and it just gives me something to do with my little lunch <laughs> breaks. And I go down a rabbit hole, and yeah. I like to find out more information. And I'll either look for the studies or I'll take anecdotal evidence and try it on myself yeah. because see if it works. Yeah, I. Quite often, you know, when, when people talk to me about it, they oh, well, why would you try that? I'm like, well, it why might not? work. Well, why not? What, what's the downside? Like, as long as I'm not going to cause... You miss a game of footy because you are... <laughs> I learned a good lesson. Tell us. <laughs> so, I, um, I'd been eating... Well, I was doing the carnivore diet when I did it. Um, but I was trying to eat a lot of organ meats and... I don't really like cooked liver. <laughs> so what I was doing is I was getting fresh liver, I was chopping it up and freezing it and having it in little batches out of the freezer. Now the idea was that if you freeze it for longer than a week, it's meant to kill off certain microbes and the bacteria that should. You're still taking a bit of a risk, but it was alleviating that risk. I, um, I'd run out of the stuff that I'd frozen, yeah. so I decided to have some fresh out of the fridge. Beautiful, yeah. cut it up, had it with my steak. Um, ended up with the squirts for about a week, <laughs> lost about seven kilos, <laughs> but, um, this, the crazy, <laughs> the crazy part was everyone's going, Oh, well, that's what you get for eating raw liver. You've been doing it for a while. I had, um, yeah, I'd been doing it for quite a while without any adverse effects. And a couple of days later, I went in to clean out the fridge cause I clearly wasn't eating cause everything was going straight through me. The kidney that i'd had in there i had kidney in the fridge as well was rat shit covered in mold it yeah, was okay. crook and i'm like hold on that was sitting next to i didn't even notice it when i went to get yeah. get the liver i'm tipping the liver was probably off yeah so it wasn't just from eating raw <laughs> liver although <laughs> could have been maybe but yeah. i guess that's, a that's good, not good thing. Work some of them are, but at least you have having a crack and trying it and trying to like figure out what does help and what doesn't yeah and i'm a massive believer in bio individuality like we're all different we are all really different so what works for one person is not necessarily going to work for others and there's been like that's probably the worst side effect i've had through all my little different experiments but there's been heaps of shit that i've tried and gone oh yeah that doesn't work yeah um there's stuff what are, what are the things that you've held on to or kept doing because they they actually feel you actually feel like they make a real difference um it can be training it can be yeah there's, <laughs> there's a few um nutrition wise i love fasting yeah um it's become a big part of um my sort of I'd say protocols it just gives me something that i can go back to um as a bit of a reset um i do both extended fasts at times and intermittent fasting, depending on what my goals are. Yep. Intermittent fasting works really well for me to just, I like to consume a lot of food yep. at one time. So you so shorten the window, you shorten the calories you consume. Yep. So I just, it works well for me and I do it quite comfortably. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have done it uh, comfortably 10, 15 years ago, but through all my experimentation, I did the keto diet about, oh, it would have been 10 years ago. Yep probably 10 years ago, I, uh, I gave that a bit of a nudge. Um, and I think we've spoken about it before, but I did it and didn't find a massive drop off. There was definitely a little drop off in performance and stuff, but it was, wasn't a massive drop off, 
but then reintroducing carbohydrates after that there was definitely a performance increase so it's like well it worked it did its job but prior to doing that i was eating the typical bodybuilder sort of setup where i was eating five or six meals a day that whole speed your metabolism up approach and then all of a sudden after i did keto my appetite was severely diminished okay. I, I could still eat i could still eat the same amount of calories yep. but i could now but yeah, if if, if someone said oh you can't have brekkie today it wasn't like i wasn't going to get hangry and lose my shit like i could just go oh, okay i'll just yeah. eat more at lunch yeah, that's cool. sweet so that gave me that ability and then i went off and did yeah experiment experimented with fasting after that yeah. so that's definitely one that stayed in also, um, extended done four and a half days yeah so um what was it was actually really really good um it was it was hard because i was still working and being around guys that are eating and having forced meal breaks yeah. so that side of it was tough i had a function on um one of the nights so that was tough to say no to food yeah. um but physically i actually felt pretty good um i started to run out like i suppose you'd say it just hit a bit of a, a wall on the fifth day. That's why I broke the fast. And I had stuff there to break the fast with. That was the whole idea. But looking back, I think it was more electrolytes than anything else. Um, it was yeah. just, I started to feel fatigued and just had no go. Like, so yeah, just, I was like, yeah, I'm were starting you, to feel were you it. set on it being four and a half days? Or was, was no, it, it was just, open-ended? it was just open-ended. Okay. I was just like, well, I'll see how I go. Yeah. Um, I'd heard of a few people doing sort of a week, two weeks. I was like, well, I'm just going to see how I go. Prior to that, I'd done 48 hours and I'd done a few 48 hours and then a training session and felt yeah. like got through the training session fine. Um, so I knew... an appreciation for what we really need. Yes. But compared to like what we want at the time. And obviously that's going to impact your long-term performance, but short-term we don't actually need all that much. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty crazy what it does. And I've tried to explain this to people that are like really against it. I'm like, well, even if you're not doing it for the physical benefits, mentally, it yeah. makes you actually really appreciate, like not just food, but it makes you appreciate like the ease of how we have things too. Um, when you watch people, when you're in that state, you're not eating, you know you're not eating and you're looking at people around you and just the ease which people eat. And, and eat without really being intentional or paying attention to yeah. what they're putting in. And, I, do um, that, I do that most mornings. I go on a coffee and, you know, I've almost... You don't enjoy coffee the same when you have it every, the same same thing every morning. Yep. So it's almost like that break from whatever you're doing, eating, training, footy, like whatever, it gives you a, a newfound sense of a, appreciation for that thing. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? I, um, and I reckon it's it's been good to take those that same mentality and you can apply it to other things like you said it's mm. not just food it's being able to hold out and all right well as long as you've got that goal you, yeah, you know you can, you can sort of stick to it what, yeah with all the different diets you've tried and things like fasting and different eating patterns and things like that what, what's been the i don't know this the single or the, the couple of epiphanies that you've kind of had around food and how we actually look at these things um, one of the things that I think is underrated is, um, I don't know how to, uh, like, appreciating it. Like, it sounds sort of strange to say, but, like, if you, for, I do it quite regularly, I'll have just one meal a day. Um, you really appreciate that dinner. Like, yeah. and I, I always make it dinner when I do it. I'll um, get up, work, train, then come home and have dinner. And you really appreciate it. And when you cook it up and you, when you fast for that long, you actually, you taste everything. Yeah. Like it's not just shoveling food in your mouth for the sake of it. You actually taste everything. So you're more deliberate with what you're putting in and you're actually thinking about it more. Now it can, I've been in that mode too where I've become obsessive about it been thinking all day about my meal and (laughs) that's not a good place to be um so but actually appreciate it and I don't think a lot of people do 
Um, so I like now one of the things I'm trying really hard to do, and it's not always easy because we're always busy, but now I'm trying to slow down with every meal I have. Uh, I don't eat fast anyway, but just making sure that's the focus. Like, hey man, you're eating now. We're not, we're not working and eating. Yeah, we're not yeah. jumping we're in the car and speeding off to somewhere, shoving something in my mouth. Let's be deliberate about it. Um, I've done different experiments with increasing stomach acid and yeah. playing around with like trying to speed up metabolism, slow it down. I've done experiments around that and I definitely think you feel better if you sit down, you stop and you just eat. Yeah. I think um, you just digest it better. You just don't... I don't suffer from bad bloating or anything like that, but gas and stuff like that, if you're rushing stuff down, yeah, you definitely feel a lot worse. Yeah, definitely. And just that ability to be able to stop for a second, like regardless of the eating part, very few of us, I was sitting sitting just out the front just before you got here with one of the boys and we were just sitting there looking and he goes, it's nice to just sit. You know, he's been working hard all day and he's driven an hour to get here to train and he's done his session and he's just sitting there and it's like, it's nice to just sit. And I'm like, yeah, you probably haven't stopped all day. He's like, nah, I haven't. So that, just that ability to, for us to, be able to stop and be in the moment is as wanky as it sounds like it's be it's becoming a rare and rarer commodity now to the ability to not be engaged now i i am listening to podcasts on my way to the gym in the morning i'm listening to them on the way from the gym to work like i've always got something going on but there's um the gym i'm currently at there's a juve light there and that's why i started going there yeah and when I'm in there, there's 15 minutes, pure silence. Yeah, awesome. And it's amazing where your mind starts to take you when you take your 15 minutes. Yeah. And I find that when you do, like, did a float tank not too long ago as well, and using the saunas, if you switch everything off and just have your own time for a bit, it's amazing where your mind can go. And I've tried doing mindfulness and stuff at home, and it's too yeah. easy to get distracted when stuff's around. Yeah. But nobody does it and that's why you know like there's all that research coming out about how powerful it is for you and it's like well there's a reason because we're all addicted to our phones (laughs) we're all addicted to it all we're we're addicted to to input like the the podcast music you know talking to people on our phones like there's never a like most of us would spend time sitting down watching tally browsing instagram talking to someone all at the same time yeah whereas we we don't find the time or, or create the space to actually have no inputs anymore. And yeah. that, that ability for us to, it's, it's great having things like a float tank or a sauna for us to force it, but it's just almost it's harder just to do it just wherever you are. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I love doing this. Like this is an input and an output at the same time, but it's an ability for us to sit here, look at each other for an hour and just have a conversation. Have a conversation. Which never really happens all nope. that often anymore. Um, it's always some form of distraction yeah. here or How there. often do you float tank? Um, I've only done it a couple of times yeah. um, and had to cancel my last one. So I'm due to go back in new. Mum got me a few for my birthday this Good. year. Good mum. Shout out. Thanks, Mum. <laughs> she won't listen to this. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's something I'm curious to explore a little bit more yeah um yeah it's find it i'm getting better at doing mindfulness stuff on the home front yeah but still struggle it's just always something and i find when you got when you get out of there like this is brilliant like you can have a conversation and you've put an hour aside and no one's coming but at home it's like oh well i could quickly just go do that there's always something to be done yeah. And your mind goes straight there. There's when, always more work to be done. <laughs> Never ends. And you do that work and there's going to be more stuff there. So maybe it is worth taking a half an hour or the hour or the however long to chill out. Like that's why I love about float tanks is that no matter what, you've got an hour to yourself. Yeah. And I find it really interesting how I feel during it. Like sometimes I'll fall asleep. Sometimes I'll be so wired that I'm like, this is the worst thing in the world. The hour feels like about six hours. Like, I probably had maybe two or three of those. I would have done it 
30, 40 times probably. Oh, wow. But there's the, yeah, there's the falling asleep because I'm just cooked and that's my first time I've actually chilled out for a second. Or there's the two wired, but then there's the, the one in the middle where you're in a good headspace and you go in and you just, it's almost like in the darkness, you just like pull a, pull a thread in your mind and it just unravels and you just follow it. Yep. And you, you think about a hundred different things in the hour. But you walk out just being like, I needed that thought process to, to occur so that I could f- feel like I don't have anything else up there. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird how it's going down your own rabbit hole, isn't it? It's following your own thoughts and seeing yeah. we don't get a chance to explore where they lead. When you spend time with yourself, you've got that many, like you said, input from everywhere. Yeah. But you don't get a chance to really follow where that goes. What are your daily habits that you feel as though help fuel your... Yes, curiosity or um, being better. I definitely need exercise, mm-hmm. um, and that's. I'm lucky. I work in a physical job, so I can get that without needing to go to a gym or get up and go for a run. But yeah. if I have a lazy day on a weekend, that throws me for a curveball. Yeah. I'll get sucked back into all sorts of poor behaviours, just addictive sort of behaviours, whether it's scrolling through Facebook for 40 minutes mm. without actually looking at anything <laughs> or like those sorts of things. So exercise is definitely one. I need to have a focus for the day. Um, yeah. I generally think about that and I get a lot of inspiration from the podcasts I listen to or whatever I'm sort of working through at the time. It gives me something to focus on when I'm going about my day. Yeah. Um, sort of break down how something's going to influence me or what I'm going to do with this new idea that I've got or how I can explore it. So I spend a bit of time doing that. just gives me something to focus on. Um, And the other one's sleep. If I, and I'm usually pretty good at it now, like the kids make it hard um, sometimes, but definitely I don't charge my phone near the bed anymore. Um, Try not to look at that past a certain time. The aim is that I'm in bed by 7.30 every night, but that's not always achievable. <laughs> it's currently um, 8.08. <laughs> and um, training doesn't make that easy yeah, either. It was, it was grouse having a little break pre-season. I was able to get into bed real early, yeah. put the kids to bed and then jump in myself. Got my little red glasses, mate. <laughs> Massive believer in them. People <laughs> people don't believe in that either, but yeah. I love it. I definitely find they make a difference. Yeah. Um, the other thing's just the basic nutrition stuff. If I eat, um, and for me it's most carbohydrates. There's some carbohydrates I can get away with, yeah. but most carbs, if I have them early in the day, that throws me for a curveball yeah, okay. as well. that's interesting. Um, so I, I do it around, I can do it like on a footy day, no problems there, because I've obviously got so a big session coming out. Yeah. But if I, even if it's oats or something in the morning, that just it definitely flicks a little switch in my brain yeah. and it makes me more inclined to eat more or crave yeah. more and but it's not I've noticed it's not just food I'll find myself creeping onto my phone yeah, and and I'm assuming it's obviously some sort of dopamine issue there yeah. that I'm just chasing something but yeah I very cognizant of it. Like Do you feel I, like all of your uh, experimenting and, and learnings around all of the things that, like, because you, you're not just a learn the thing, but you're a learn the thing and then do the thing. It feels <laughs> like all of that just helps build awareness around, okay, what your body actually needs. You're, you're much more on top of it. Like, cause I, most people, you get a good average person off the street and they're not going to have a clue how that food or that food or that food or that bit of sleep or that hydration difference or whatever how yeah. that will actually affect them yeah whereas because you've had so much experimenting and so much trial and error you can kind of go okay well i know if i have that to eat yeah i'll feel great for half an hour but then i'll crash or you know if i do eat that thing then i'm going to spend more time on the phone i'm going to waste time later on and i'm not going to be as mindful as i could have been yep definitely um and like you said it's one thing to have the ideas and have all these different ideas of things I want to try. And the reason I try them is because you do, you get feedback about yeah. how that affects you. Um, and 
some things and I tend to do like all these sort of overlapping ones and go back and try different things and I was talking to a bloke today just about the carnivore diet I've done it twice yeah um and I love it but it doesn't fit in with my lifestyle mm. um so for me that just gives me another tool as like a reset diet yeah. so it gives me something to go back to when I want to experiment here this is a way to go back There's to base but it's like that with everything like I know I can fast if I need a reset we can go back to that yeah and then I can introduce stuff little bit by little bit and you do you learn once you know something that triggers you like I said for me like I know heaps of people that can eat whatever they want and doesn't change their behavior but I know for me it does it does it, it yeah. It just makes it so much harder for me to say no to those addictive behaviors. And I can have them at night before bed, not a problem. I'll still put my phone in the other room. I'll go back. Not a drama. I can backload them then. There's just certain things that set me off. And it's definitely things that spike that blood sugar that do that to me. But when you're experimenting with all these things, you just pick up on these little behaviors. Now, I know that one, so I don't have to revisit that. But there's other things sometimes you go, oh, I wonder what it was. Because... Sometimes it's the fact that you got bills to pay and you're stressed and you're not sleeping and yeah. it's like, oh, is it? Did I eat too much broccoli? No, man. It's the fact yeah. that you weren't sleeping. So, but sometimes <laughs> there's co- yeah. there's confounding factors that yeah. you got to work through them. So you go back and you make the same mistakes again and you go, oh, yeah, those things matter. Like, like health is multifactorial as is performance. So if we're looking, okay, I want to be as healthy as I can, which that's kind of like the first step to I want to perform as well as I can. If we're not we notice it with our athletes in here is that if someone's coming to an exam period or you know they've got that you know, high uh, high level of output expected at work because it's coming up to Christmas time or it's yep. know, whatever that's going to affect their performance so then all of the things that have to change is we need to make sure they're getting more rest we need to, we need to change their what they're doing in the gym yep and there's so many different factors that need to be altered because of that output or the, the inputs that are coming in so when you understand that, when you know better, you can do better. Like it's kind of that next step. <laughs> yeah. from you don't know, you don't know. But when you know better, you can do better. And then you can, me- and if you can find a way to measure it, and I guess you you just do that by how you're feeling. Yeah. And yeah. You know, yeah, it's subjective, but <laughs> you get you get you can ask yourself that ten times a day and go, okay, well, what actually helped and what didn't? Yeah. And then you know for next time what you need to do to move the needle. And which is great. That's the thing. Like I've measured stuff in the past of. Like, Think back to like when doing keto and you measure blood glucose and ketones and mm. occasionally I pull out the <laughs> glucometer and just, just do random tests and stuff. But yeah. I find sometimes that influences you too. Like I like to go off how I feel. Now I have regular-ish blood tests just to make sure everything's not crazy out of yeah. whack. Um, but sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I feel like that can influence things in the wrong way too. Um, yeah, it's it's just part of a battery of tests or of um, questions you've got to ask yeah. so that you get the whole picture. Because if you just go by how you feel, and then six months later you get a blood test and everything's out of whack, then okay, well that lower level of of performance or health that you've got because of that blood test is just your new normal now. So you haven't realised that that you're actually not performing at yep. the highest level. So that's where, why we can use, like if we use things like blood tests and data that we get for whatever, whether it's performance-based or health-based, we can use all that to create that picture and go, okay, well, here's the lever I need to push or pull to actually change things. Yeah, those performance-based ones are really good too because mm. it's one thing to say, oh, I feel bloody great. And then you go to do a pull-up and you can't, <laughs> yeah. can't get yourself can't, up. I could, yeah. do, I could do 12 two months ago. Yeah. Like you, you do, yeah. You do have standards and... It's just, yeah, it's knowing when when it matters and when it doesn't. And yep. fuck if I know, mate. Like, <laughs> there's science and shit. art there and I'll keep throwing shit at the wall till some of it sticks. Yeah. And, and, and that's, what I, that's what I really like about you is that there's, like, there's an understanding that if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And just move on to the next thing. Or, yep. you know, put it in the toolbox for when you need it. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, I, the, like I said before, there's part of me, I'd love to go back and just, give myself my younger self here you go here's all the tools but i wouldn't have known how to use them back then either like you make these mistakes and you learn and you grow and i'll (laughs) I'll 
keep doing it. Like I said to the bloke today, <laughs> I'll keep doing it till I'm yeah. done. It goes, oh, it'll kill you one day. Well, it might. But <laughs> it might mean, it might mean that I get to play footy till I'm 50. Mm-hmm. Like, who? Yeah. I don't know. I, You're going the right moment, I so. don't <laughs> feel, especially when guys, I get guys coming up to me all the time that are like my age and, yeah. oh, still going around again how's the body it's like man, I feel great yeah. I feel as good as I've ever felt keep going um, now that does require I make sure I'm doing all the little things that I know work for me I do as, like as a little more commitment every year yeah I do like having me nice hot baths or me cold immersion or yeah. like I get up at three to go to the gym if I don't do these things I'm probably not going to maintain but yeah. I like doing it. Well, that's it. One of the best, <clears throat> one of the best questions to ask if someone's doing something that's different. It's like, okay, well, how's that working for you? And it's either what well, is or it isn't. Yeah. And if it's not working well, okay, something's got to change. If you if you want to get to where you want to get to. Yeah. And if it's working well, then fucking keep doing it. <laughs> like, like that's where we get caught up in the this diet's best or this way of training's the best or whatever. Well, like if it's working for you and you're moving well and there's no you know, there's no side effects or there's no adverse reactions from it and keep fucking doing it. That's like, you follow some of these guys, um, like I really like John Berardi's take on diet and nutrition and stuff, but there's so much information out there and what I've seen through doing stuff on myself, mm. some things work for some times mm. and other things work yeah. for other times, but some things work for me that aren't going to work for others. Yeah. And it's if you go, oh no, this is the best one. This is all you can do. Well, it really closes there's, you there's out no, to all the yeah, other modalities no out there. Answer. Yeah. Like, you know, the, there's no diet perfect diet, and like the diet that's perfect for you now is going to be different to the diet that's perfect for you in five years, and that's what we need to realize. Yeah. What frustrates me so much about people that get so like go on a side for this kind of stuff, like kind of like you got the carnivore versus vegans fighting the vegans (laughs) who are fighting the the vegetarians who are fighting the omnivores who are fighting the people who love keto who are fighting the guys that love paleo it's just like you're all both right and wrong yeah depending on what you're actually looking for becomes a religion to some of them too like people need identity and that's one of the things that like why people join groups and and why people find themselves in an area that may be completely left of what is the norm yep. is people love identity they need identity and they need that thing to belong to but it's when that takes over yeah that's true thing, like, and you see plenty of that yeah <laughs> that's yeah. Uh, that's another thing that I like about Facebook just the, the amount of groups you can be on yeah. and you do you get the people that are way out whether it's left or right they're way out and the stuff they throw and then sometimes they'll give you something that's like hold on that Maybe that works. Yeah. That sort of makes sense. And it gives you another rabbit hole to look at and go down and it's good, but we couldn't have, couldn't have done that 10 years ago no. when I was walking in the libraries no, 15 years it. ago. Like it, it does, it creates unprecedented connection, but then it, it levels out everyone's voice so that everyone has the, the same level of influence to an yeah. extent. Obviously, people have more followers and all that kind of stuff. But, yep. you know, there, there's no like background checks for the guy who's <laughs> running the, the nutrition 101 group <laughs> on Facebook and doesn't have a fucking clue what he's talking about. So true. So you know, that's where it's where it's dangerous and rather than teaching people Massively this so. is the way to do things, we should what we should be teaching and learning and you know, when we're younger at school and things like that is okay, well how do we discern between genuine usable information that's yep. being ticked off and then, you know, Joe Blow from down the street who's Read, <laughs> gone through, gone on a, a, um, a YouTube rabbit hole on why the earth is flat. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that, that's exactly right. You just yeah. need a good bullshit meter, don't yeah. you? And yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how, do you, how do you teach how that? How do you discern, like, how's your bullshit meter going? Because you obviously, like, love those rabbit holes and, like, chasing the... Oh, I love, I love getting sucked in. I'll, <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll buy into a good conspiracy any day of the week but i won't implement anything that i haven't read the other side to so when i was trying carnivore the biggest thing everyone goes what are you going to do for micronutrients and that was why i was doing organ meats yeah um but it was also one of those things that i did want to have a read and what is actually in there and what do i actually need it wasn't 
necessarily about for me it was just another experiment it wasn't yeah. um this is going to make me a super athlete or anything <laughs> it was just another one of those things if is, those. is this if it's not going to do any irreparable harm yeah. i'll give it a try Why not? Yeah. so but you have to read the other side and that's where like carnivore and vegans that's a perfect example because they're so polar opposites and if you go on and listen to anyone that's on one side or the other real deep they will give you so many reasons not to try the other person's then it's just a matter of working out all right well how much truth is there in that there's enough information out there that you you can't just do a quick google search (laughs) you've got to find reputable sources or use pubmed there's ways of finding out okay well that measures up and then it's just working out it's wading through the bullshit now like i said i can't think of any off the top of my head but i'm other than maybe the liver but i've made heaps of mistakes along the way yeah. like i've tried stuff that and gone yeah that was probably not the greatest idea i don't know why i thought that was going to work yeah. but i think it's that risk versus reward ratio too yeah. like if someone goes all right get these cardboard boxes tape them together and jump off the cliff it's like well what if they don't work oh you're dead well that's not a really good risk whereas if you jump off the couch see if they work (laughs) maybe that's worth trying you know what i mean or i've watched any lately or suffer for a good fail video compilation (laughs) which most most people are because it's hilarious like i look at that like same kind of deal you look at it you know okay risk versus reward this person has done this thing even if you landed it wouldn't have been that good so what the fuck are you risking (laughs) you your legs or whatever for you is impressive in terms of what you eat and what you do because most people just get find their thing and stick to it. Like I've found that with my coaching's had to develop so much over the last 10 years is because I found a thing that I thought worked and then you find another thing that's meant to be the complete opposite that also works. And like, okay, well, something's not right here. Yeah. It just becomes like, a, okay, well, there's so much more, like it doesn't matter what the topic is, whether it's training or nutrition or you know world politics or global warming it doesn't fucking matter there's so much more to it than we realize well that's the thing that has frustrated the shit out of me too is i um i did a health coach course a couple of years ago because i was like oh that's i'm i'm super passionate about all that stuff i'm like oh that'd be grouse i'm like pretty much all they taught i already knew um but i'd seen other sides to a lot of the stuff they were presenting too yeah that i knew worked so I did this whole course and I haven't used any of it yet mm. um, other than experimenting with myself, of course. But I thought, oh, that, that'd be grouse. But the more I sort of learn, the more I realise there is to learn. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. never going to be finished learning, <laughs> man. Fucking, like, it's, ne- a, it's the best slash worst part about it. Yeah. Like you go down the rabbit hole, you realise that, okay, well, this rabbit hole that I thought was was going to have an end has 17 other rabbit holes going on. And those rabbit holes have another 17. And it's just... Oh, yeah. It's just like every door is a hallway with 10 doors. And you just go, what the hell? I, yeah. thought, I, I thought I had this... I thought I almost had it figured out. <laughs> and, that's, that's, uh, but you're that's, right. That's people fun. people do. People get stuck in, oh, this is grouse. This works. And I suppose I've done enough now just because I'm curious and I want to try shit. I've done enough now to go, well, all of it works and none of it works. Like, it depends who you are, how you apply it, when you apply it, what else you're doing. Yeah. Like, so many factors. And dose. Yes. Dose obviously matters. And then, yeah. Yeah. And, I don't know, I'll keep doing it till I'm 150 and <laughs> still kicking. <laughs> That's it. Like, I don't the, know. The thing it should come back to is, okay, what are you trying to achieve? Is it getting you there? Yes or no? And then you can kind of discern what what thing you just you actually need to, to push yeah and i suppose with um the more stuff that i've like at the moment i'm playing around with microbiome stuff and i'm going to play with that that's cool that's pretty interesting but yeah. it's i have a lot less risk now with some of that stuff because like i said before if it doesn't work i just go back reset mm. 
and start again. Like as long as I've, like the more I do, I find I've taken a lot of risk out. Yeah. Um, physically trying different things. There's more risk involved. Yeah. With physical sort of stuff, but even then, as long as you reduce the risks and you're not going to break your leg doing something stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. I think it's worth trying. Just don't do anything too hectic during forty season. <laughs> Now, I've got to ask you, what's with the group you added me to about a month ago? All right. Tell me, so, I am. Um, because potentially a bunch of people that you're going to share this and they're going to be in that group. Like, what the fuck is Byron doing? Kill us well, um, a post came up um, from Gameface uh, about a month ago. Yeah. Um, if you have an idea for a podcast. Now, my idea for a podcast was I want to moderate people from opposing groups and like yeah. i said before vegans and carnivores are the best but flat earthers and <laughs> non are great like regular people regular people <laughs> <laughs> but i because i want to see those facebook arguments in a room where people go at each other and i want to hear the crazy shit but i want to hear the real shit and yeah. listening to podcasts and it's awesome because joe rogan's obviously just released one yeah. um where they're actually debating shit out. So um, it's, it, it's been a really interesting kind of like progression with it, mm, with how it's gone, yeah. It looks like it's going to keep progressing too from what I've seen, which is grass. Yeah. But I was like, you always hear one side and that's what I was starting to find. The more, like I said, like I take these ideas from what I've heard in the podcast and oh, how can I use it and will it help me in any way? But then you hear something completely different from a professional that yeah. has as much sort of qualification for having an opinion on it yeah. that pretty much has the opposing view and you're like well who's right like when you only hear one side of the argument you believe them when you hear that side of it, it's like yeah. what happens when they get together and that's what i wanted to see and we're talking to a guy at work about it. he's like yeah that's grouse uh, he bought right into it and then this game face thing popped up i'm like yeah. oh, i'm gonna chuck my idea at them yeah. like it's one of those things that i had the idea i'd love to see it but don't have a hell of a lot of free time to be <laughs> like yeah. chasing it up and they're like well we love the idea if you're keen um we'll get it happening so the idea of the facebook page was i'll open up a page see if i can see if i can find yeah. people that are gonna throw ideas up of because i've got a list of the general sort of ones yeah but oh, this. They, yeah, i'm like there, there's got to be other stuff that i'm not thinking about that i can find people for um, the hardest part at the moment is actually finding people that want to come on. <laughs> the people that have been chasing up don't want to come on. They're not confident enough with what they're saying. I'm like, well, that's what you're going to get from a lot of keyboard warriors. Like they've got a chance to stop, think about, come up with their perfect so argument I'm back. Just, I'm just bit on a couple of them. <laughs> I've, got, I've got one of one of my rules is I don't argue on the internet. It's just a like very a, good just rule. Like a rule. I made the mistake. Uh, nearly three years ago yeah. I got it. and it took up half my day yeah. just riding back and forth oh. and at the end of it there was no resolution no I was like yeah. well we both think the exact same thing we thought beforehand we both think we're right <laughs> yeah. this isn't going to work yeah that, that's like that's what's been really interesting around the one that Rogan's just kind of released and it's going on there's both of them are right in dis- different aspects and both of them are have been able to disprove the other on different aspects and yeah both of them realize that okay well there's like you said like we said before there's a bunch of right answers and there's a lot of depends and like i don't know for me the depends bit's almost enough yeah like it's almost that answer's like it's okay like i'm okay with finishing it there like a lot of depends like, <laughs> well i've actually this helps and set up my um set up my page and everything yeah. on facebook for health coaching and that yeah it depends. Yeah. That's what it's called because yeah. it does. Yeah, it yeah. depends. Oh my God, there's nothing. There's nothing on there yet because yeah, yeah. I haven't put any content that's there. But it. that that's exactly it. Yeah. Like it depends on what you want. Like there's going to be a different diet if you're trying to bulk up or cut down. There's there's different reasons whether you need to yeah be lifting or be doing cardio or like yeah. what you're eating. Like there's different goals for you. If if you got cancer, you're not going to be eating the same as someone that's trying to put on ten kilos. Like yeah. there's different things change things for you and i suppose that's one of the things that i'm still sort of experimenting with too because some of the shit that i do is experimenting with stuff that i don't know whether it's going to have an influence you're just taking professionals words for it like things like the extended fasting the autophagy benefits are meant to be great but 
who really knows? <laughs> like, I'm not going to know yeah. that. And like, I, I could get to 80 and not get cancer. And, oh, it could have been those fasts. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. Yeah, well, that's you, you'll never know. It's, it's just so many factors. Some of it's, just, yeah. But yeah. some of the big ones are sleep. Sleep's the biggest one. Yeah. Bar not. If, if you're not sleeping properly. Yeah, well, I think we, we start to realize like there's big rocks and there's little rocks. Though. Like the, the big rocks are the sleep and the food and the hydration and the you know, managing stress levels. And the, actually those things are more important than you know training if we're trying to improve things. Like, yes, we need the training, but yep. if we don't have those things first, then you're kind of wasting your time. And that's, yeah. that's one of the things that has been, I guess, shown to me or proven to me over and time and time again over the last 10 years of being a coach and the last four or five years of doing this is just that if we don't have the big rocks sorted, then there's going to be a, a ceiling to how much we can actually move the needle. Yeah, you put um, a, um, I put a post up a while back to the footy group just about um, like trying out uh, like a pre-workout because a lot of them take pre-workouts. I'm like, well, I'm sure I can make a better one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I put it out and the feedback was good. Yeah. But you made such a valid point. Your comment was, well, if you're not doing everything else right, like yeah. there's no point to sleep. doing this. He, like, he's a pre-work, pre-workout, eight hours of sleep. And, and tick all the, if you tick all those boxes, that might, that might give you a leg up. Of. But it's yeah. Yeah, if you're not ticking all those boxes, it's, um, yeah, there's, there's no point trying something out of left field if you can't get the basics right. Yeah, but fuck pre-workouts off, you don't need them. <laughs> I was, um, Mostly. <laughs> yeah. but it I, um, caffeine's one of the ones that I was taking before footy and that's, yeah. I think that's going now. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't take pre-workouts before I do yeah. gym, before I train, um, anything like that. I think like caffeine, but it works. Caffeine, and it was really good for me because it makes me chatty. Yeah. It makes me really <laughs> chatty. So that side of it was yeah, brilliant on the footy field. like, that gets to know his opponent during a football game. <laughs> They love it. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> oh man, some guys like this is just some guys who I know who are, like don't know you would just be like, "What the fuck's he on about?" Like, man, I still don't know. I'm not even ten years old. I love it. I just love it because like people come down to watch that like know me and Bundy. Yeah. And they're like, Bundy just frowns all the time, won't say anything to you, and you're, you're giving thumbs and up and talking. Yeah. Hey, well, you've got to enjoy you're what different. you do. Yeah. Well, hundred percent, you've got to enjoy it. But we are different, and yeah, we're all different. Yeah, 100%. And I guess that's, that's like the, the crux of all this is no matter what you do, no matter like what diet you choose, what sleep pattern you decide on, you know, whatever, we're all different, and you've just got to find a thing that works for you. Yeah. There's no point doing shit that doesn't work for you. Exactly. Exactly. Well, one, one last question for you before we finish up. What are you most excited for? Oh, Jesus. Um... All right. Can I give you two? Yeah. All right. Um, I'm short term. I'm really excited for um, the next 12 months, both um, like sports wise and family life wise. Mm-hmm. Um, Rach is going back to work next year. We've got a good plan for awesome. kids um, with getting care and that. So hopefully we can start to make some headway with some of our debt. Um, yep. so I'm really excited to really knuckle down and have a good year on that front um, but also excited that there's a real chance for me to learn some stuff we've got <clears throat> Gooch coming on next year and yeah. even Craig seems really knowledgeable yep. um, already a couple of things I've pointed out so maybe go oh, never really looked at it like that so I reckon I'm going to get heaps out of that and the other thing I'm really, really excited about is to see if I can hang around long enough to play footy with one of my boys. That's pretty like, cool. That's a, that's, sounds like a weird sort of long-term goal, but yeah. <clears throat> I reckon I can do it. It's, it's a really cool, like, okay, well, this is where I want to head. Okay, what needs to happen? You just reverse engineer it from there. Yep. Like, there's so much. Yeah, well, that's that's pretty cool. I like that. It's, like, if you keep looking after yourself the way you are and keep finding those little gems in terms of performance and health, then... No reason why I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Call it a Hendry style. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful, mate. Thanks for coming on. No worries. Thanks for having us, mate. <laughs>